This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurt takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, takes to his right, gets to the 20. He's in the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Strikes a third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. Click, click, boom! What's going on, Faithfuls? It's your boys, Mike and Tony, and we are here to bring you guys another fun-filled episode, man. This one is episode 2,175 of the Nothing But Niners podcast. This one is The Future is Bright. Tony and I will be talking about the future of this team, the direction of it, uh, the offseason that we're expecting this team to have, and all that good stuff. But before we get into any of that fun stuff, we have to go through the formalities really quick, all right? Guys, if it's your first time here on the YouTube page and you enjoy the show, please, please, please hit the like button. After you do that, subscribe, and then turn on your notifications so you know exactly when we're going live. We have a couple of social media platforms we'd like you to give us a follow on. Uh, Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. All three have the same exact handle. That is nothing but nine, number nine, nothing but nine, E-R-S. And then give us a follow on Twitch as well as Facebook. Those handles are nothing but Niners. Head on over to Patreon. I know some people are like, Mike, you guys haven't done a show in a while. Not so fast, Grasshopper. Head on over to Patreon, and you guys will see that there has been some live shows over there. Patreon.com slash NB9ERS. We're having a lot of fun over there, so make sure you guys head out, uh, check it all out. If you have questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for the show, anything like that, shoot us an email, guys. NB9ERS at nothingbutniners.com. Com, all right. I'm your guy, Mike Andrews, 83. To my right, he is our residential GM. He is Tony, also known as NJ Niner fan 499. Tony, what's going on with you, big dog? How you feeling over there, man? I got you now. <laughs> Not the, sorry. Playing with you. Okay. <laughs> I just, no, no, I just got a text message. I was looking at my phone, looking at you at the same time, but I'm sorry. Um, I'm doing good. Uh, I love 49er football, but this is like my favorite time of the year, um, the off season. I wish we were in the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong, but um, I, I love this time of the year when they start replenishing the staff, replenishing um, the roster, making all the big key crucial moves. Um, and we're going to start, and we're going to start talking about it tonight. Yes, we are. We are. We're going to break all that stuff down. Now, it looks like – am I seeing that as someone's birthday in the chat? Yeah, birthday, birthday, birthday. Who is it? Where'd it go? Happy birthday, Christy. Uh, that's from Christy. Taryn. 
Now, Christy Marie, is this who we're talking about? Happy birthday, Christy. Christy Marie, happy birthday. Let's give Christy a round of applause. A happy birthday from us here at Nothing But Not. All right. All right. That's a good way to start the show, huh? How is that, man? Starting with some birthday love. That's what I'm talking about. Now, Tony, man, we got we always start the shows with the latest news and rumors surrounding the 49ers. Uh, and the news at the top of the hour, man, well, not the top of the hour. It happened a while ago. We did do a breaking news video, but the 49ers have signed a defensive coordinator, right? Or has he officially signed or that is like he's going to sign? Because I never confirmed. saw it, it's confirmed. Mayoko confirmed it. Um, he posted a tweet saying uh, it's um, official. The 49ers did, in fact, agree to terms and signed um, Wilkes as the defensive coordinator. Um, that came about probably about an hour after they started announcing it from Ian Rappaport and Palacero. But, yeah, it's it's a done deal. All right. So there you have it, guys. Uh, according to Matt Mayoko, it is a done deal. Sources confirm the hiring of defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. As oh, I'm sorry, you know what? Let me actually share this with you guys. I'm going to show it on the screen here because we have those capabilities. All right, so let's share that screen here. There we go. Sorry, it was, it was hesitating on me for a second there. Boom, right here. Uh, let me take the little border off so you guys can see it clearly. My apologies about that. All right. Uh, and uh, Tony, you want to break this thing down here for us? You just, oh, just read it for us. You don't have to like break it down or anything like that. Yeah. So Mayoko tweeted at uh, 2.51 p.m. today. Sources confirms 49ers hiring Steve Wilkes as defensive coordinators as Tom Pelissero first reported. So if Mayoko you know, tweets that it's confirmed, it's confirmed. Uh, he's pretty much the mouth of the organization like we all spoke about previously. Um, yeah, so it looks like uh, our new defensive coordinator is going to be Steve Wilkes. Um, and another thing positive today was the 49ers retained Kosarek. Um, and the interesting part, actually what I really like about this is during the interview for Wilkes, Kosarek was actually a part of it with – Kyle Shanahan. Um, and I think that's phenomenal. It's trying to see if they're on the same page with the front and the back end, if it, they could work work together, coincide together, do all that thing in agreement. And they agreed to it, and it seems like it's going in the right direction as of now. So that's very positive. And I just really think that was very smart by Kyle getting Kosarek involved. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to actually share the tweet there from uh... – Matt Burroughs, uh, you know, touching on what Tony was just mentioning, the fact that uh, Kosarek was involved in that. And let's, and, you know, let's let's dive a little bit deeper into that, Tony. Let's talk about exactly what that means here. You know, um, we're going to go through uh, some pros, some cons, uh, some concerns, maybe. Maybe we don't have any cons yet of the Steve Steve Wilkes hire. Uh, we're going to go through his uh, history, his coaching tree and all that, his, his experience for those who may not know exactly who he is. Uh, but this one is from Matt Burroughs. He says here, I heard Steve Wilkes spent time with Chris Kosarek during his recent interview. 49ers love Kosarek and the Y9. So making sure all the pieces, personalities were compatible was a top priority. Um, you know, there was some 
people that were talking earlier, Tony, uh, saying that that's why, or they think that's why maybe the Niners didn't go as hard after Fangio as people wanted them to. Uh, what would Fangio, what what would his apprehension be about maybe Chris Kosarek staying or the wide nine? Uh, seems to be the emphasis here. Uh, what what do you think the differences would have been there? Well, I mean, right. Just quickly, if you ask who's the better defensive coordinator, you have to say Vic Fangio. Hands yeah. down, Vic Fangio is the better defensive coordinator, and there's no question about it. Um, but what you're trying to do is to keep it familiar, 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 and keeping it the same, the foundation and the basics of the defense. Of course, every coordinator is going to come in and put their little tweaks to it and have their own philosophy. But the basics of the defense is a 4-3 principle, one gap and technique up front, where Fangio's is a two-gap. So that right there doesn't fit into Kosarek's way. So I think that was the issue because they probably brought, like they did Wilkes, they probably brought Kosarek in with Fangio to see if they can coincide and work together in the scheme. And that's probably, in my opinion, the difference. Has nothing to do with four linebackers. Has nothing to do with that crap. What it has to do is is two-gapping versus one-gapping. Now, when you say two-gapping, it's bench-pressing and playing both gaps. It's not penetrating. It's not like a quick snap, fire off the ball. You're assigned to the B gap. Linebackers assigned to the A gap. You know your job is blow up the B gap and the linebackers blowing up the A gap. So that's where the 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 difference was between, or that's where the issue was with, with Kyle Shanahan and um, with Fangio, I think. Um, if Fangio did come in, he probably would require to go to a two-gap in front. And he probably would have brought in uh, Donatel with him as well for the secondary because um, Corey Unlin's contract was not renewed and he was, you know, given the green light to seek other opportunities. So now he made the decision. He hires Wilkes. Wilkes and Kosarek are on the same page. And now the issue is, okay, let's talk about this. What is Wilkes' specialty? Wilkes' specialty is the secondary the back end of the defense. Kosarek is the defensive line. So let's talk about this. You address your weakness, you keep your strength, and the middle will work by itself, the linebackers. Now, I'm not concerned. I think the linebackers are fine with Johnny Holland there. I have no issues with it. Johnny Holland's coming back. Chris Kosarek's coming back. You added Wilkes as the defensive coordinator and to work with the secondary. But I really want to see this team add another a defensive back coach because I think I, I kind of want Wilkes to oversee the whole defense and not just focus on uh, game planning, calls, and secondary. I want him to be the one to oversee it all and as well as to work with someone. Now we could talk about who could it potentially be. Bullocks is on the roster who could be potentially elevated to the defensive back coach, and they bring in a lower-end entry-level coach to work with Bullocks. That's one option. Second option, they can go outside and try to bring in somebody. Um, Wilkes' principles is very zone-heavy, very zone-heavy scheme. Um, showed using the, showed um, on tape that he uses the cover three, which now if we're using the cover three – you could bring in somebody like a Chris Richard 
who formerly was with Seattle, that was the defensive back coach with the Saints, but let, got let go. He could be plugged in as a potential candidate for a defensive back coach and potentially a passing game coordinator. So when you ask me who is Steve Wilkes, and we're going to go over this in depth tonight, Steve Wilkes is a leader of men. He is a guy that demands respect and gets respect from his position group and his defense, and most importantly, the locker room. There's clips going around on social media showing him in the locker room how when he's in there, all eyes are on him. They're paying attention for him. They're respecting him. Guys in Carolina did not want him to leave Carolina. They thought he was getting a head coaching job. So do I like the hire? Yes, from the point of a leader. He's a leader of men. I want to see the X and O's transition to this defense. Now, granted, he has a ton of experience as, as a defensive coordinator at the early uh, lower college level all the way up to Power 5 schools. I think he was a defensive uh, coordinator. He has uh, uh, he worked under Ron Rivera as a defensive back coach. Um, Carolina, he was a defensive back coach, defensive passing game coordinator, defensive coordinator. So he has all the titles, has all the experience, something very good to feel about, to feel good about. I just want to see a transition to the X and O side because if you're talking about an X and O guy and to come up with a scheme to stop a team, you have to tip your cap towards Vic Fangio. But the leader of men, I think Wilkes is, is the guy. Yeah, we're definitely going to break all of that down here, man. You know, um, a lot of people were thinking that Wilkes was making a, a lateral move, so to speak, from the interim head coach, uh, but from previously being the defensive coordinator for Carolina. We're going to dispel all of those rumors here. We're going to go straight to his Wikipedia page. We're going to do that in a little bit. We're also going to have a guest on um, a little bit later, uh, a Panthers fan with some opinions on what Wilkes did well, what he didn't do well. And then we're actually going to watch a video later on with Wilkes just interacting with some of his players uh, with his time over there in uh, Carolina. Okay. Uh, but before we do, I want to talk about some more concerns with this defense. All right. Um, <clears throat> we had, we had uh, our DC D'Amico Ryans. Okay. And we all know that he is like a linebacker true and through. Okay. Uh, came into the league was damn near rookie of the year. Uh, at the linebacker position, defensive player of the year type. Uh, he, he was just that good over there on that defense. Uh, a lot of people remember him from playing with J.J. Watt and all. Um, and, you know, he comes over. He works his way up through the rankings. He he, he goes from uh, a, another linebacker coach with the Niners along with um, uh, Johnny Holland. Uh, and then he works his way all the way up to defensive coordinator. Um but the, the linebackers definitely took a step forward while uh, D'Amico Ryans was here. Um, now you have a guy like Chris Kosarek who keeps the defensive line strong to the point where people really felt like the Niners could just pick up anybody and plug him in there, right? Um, now we have a guy coming in who is going to hopefully and ideally improve the secondary, right? That tends to be his specialty. Um, Tony, are you concerned at all about what may or may not happen with the linebackers. Are you expecting there to be a little bit of a drop-off in production effectiveness now that the linebackers' heart 
isn't there with D'Amico Ryans? Or do you think that we have the players and the coaches retained that will be okay? Because I have no idea what Johnny Holland's contract is. He's been with the Niners for a while. I would have to imagine that his contract is up soon if it's not already in there, you know, in the works of bringing him back. What do you think about the linebackers coaching position? I'm not worried about it. I think John. Uh, I think Johnny Holland is still here. Um, you know they don't announce the extensions with the with with the positional coaches and stuff like that. It's very harsh about that. But as you can see, uh, Unlin moved on. That was announced. That wasn't announced by a team. It was actually announced by a uh, a writer for one of the uh, Sports Illustrator or something like that. I can't recall off the top of my head. But obviously, Koserik was retained. He they probably gave him an extension. I definitely think Johnny Holland's back. Um, I haven't heard anything about them looking at a linebacker coach, um, so I think that I, I think they're going to be fine. And I think actually potentially, and I, and I say this potentially, I think the line the linebackers could take it up another notch this year because Wilkes, when he was a coordinator, he's a very aggressive defensive coordinator. He likes blitzing from the second level or safeties like Hufanga. So it, it could be interesting. Um, maybe they get they they raise their production sack totals. We don't know. It's all here. It's all like you know what you read on him right now. But I do know he's a, a very heavy zone guy who he's very aggressive, and um, he also does mix up man coverage. So it's going to be very interesting. If you were truly asking, if you listen to Kyle in the in the, the final presser. I like this defense. I like how it's made. I like the scheme. I like this. I like our coaches. This is pretty much the guy that you want to go to be the new defensive coordinator because it fits. There's no change, right? There's no change. It's it's a single gap defense up front. It's it's aggression at the second and third level. Uh, it's heavy zone with man coverage principles. That's the 49ers defense. Now you just got to put it together, and I'm sure he's going to put his twist on it like every coordinator does. I don't think it's going to be identical, but I think they could be a good defense. I think. I, I think. But there is some concerns on my end. You know, you shared a graphic in the group chat earlier. Um, I'm going to pop it up here. Just some comparisons between uh, Ryan's and then the – I'm going to say the Panthers defense. I'm not necessarily going to say that this is uh, Wilkes, but for – for the purposes of this exercise, it has uh, Wilkes's name on it. All right, uh, Tony, I want you to break down what exactly we're looking at when we look at this with when we look at these numbers. Okay, um, I thought this was something interesting and worth discussing uh, on the show. So let's uh, let's talk about this here. Let's remove this banner and uh, oh. let's uh, let's let's see let's see where we're at right here. Okay, let's put this up here, and Tony, you tell me what you think. All right. What what exactly are we looking at with these numbers? It says man-to-man rate, Wilkes 26th, Ryan's 30th. Blitz rate, uh, Wilkes 6th, Ryan's 18. One high rate. That means single high rate, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, single high and two and, and uh, cover two. Right. So 53% for Wilkes, 41% for Ryan's, and then uh, two high safeties, uh, 39% and 56% for Ryan's. Why are these numbers significant? What the heck do they mean? We're just looking at numbers. We're turning into data. What 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 does this mean? Well, it's giving you the percentages that they they play though he's comp they're comparing the percentages from Wilkes to Ryan's in the man-to-man -man rate, the blitz rate and and the single high and uh cover two systems. Um 
I actually thought the 49ers did pretty well with cover two last year when they sprinkled it into their concepts. And um, it seems like Wilkes is more of a, a, a single high uh, cover three guy. As you can see, the aggression with the blitz rate, Wilkins, uh, Wilkes is sixth, Ryan's is 18th. This was, I just don't know what defense this was. I don't know if this is with Carolina. I don't know if this was with um, um, in Chicago under was it was it under Ron Rivera? He was he was a coordinator somewhere. I don't know off the top of my head, but well, Wilkes was a coordinator with the Panthers in 2017. He was yeah. their coordinator there in 2017, and I believe we're going to go through it in a little bit. But I believe that was the only time. He was a defense yes. coordinator in the NFL. That's right. It, yeah, no, no, that 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 was the year because it wasn't uh, what Ron Rivera the coach. That was the year they went to the Super Bowl, right? Oh, now don't get me lying about that. That, that I don't know. I, I it was either fifteen or seventeen. It was one of those two years. I don't remember what year. Uh, he went see. to. He was the coordinator of the Super Bowl team, I think. I think I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm not too. Oh wait. 2015, 2015. They were 15 and one. They went to the Super Bowl, and that was under Ron Rivera, right? Yes. Yeah. And listen, that was a star-studded defense. So maybe you you see, you know, he's coming to a star-studded defense here, and maybe you see him pick up where he left off in that year, but. You know, these are just numbers of, of comparing the two in their styles, where they ranked in their respective styles. But um, we're going to get into potential some – we did the pros, and now we're going to do some cons soon. So and, during uh, the uh, Super Bowl run, all right, uh, the Panthers had Ron Rivera as their, their uh, head coach, and Wilkes, believe it or not, was the assistant head coach. All right. Uh, I'm trying to see if they have his name next to anything else. Offensive coordinator was Mike Shula. Uh, defensive coordinator uh, was Sean McDermott, actually. And linebackers coach was Al Holcomb. Uh, you guys are going to hear Al, Al Holcomb's name a lot. Uh, and I actually expect him to find his way onto this 49ers staff, uh, believe it or not. He seems to really follow uh, Wilkes throughout. Uh, I think he even joined him while he was in Arizona. Uh, so he seems to follow either Ron Rivera or Wilkes. These guys, those three, that 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 trio uh, are tied together a lot. Um, but they had they had him listed as the assistant head coach slash secondary coach for that team, uh, Steve Wilkes. So you can you can take it for what it's worth. Uh, you wanna you wanna run through his um, his wiki page really quick? Yeah, you have it. Yep, I got it pulled up here. Uh, we'll do a quick screen share, uh, and let's let's break this thing down here, okay? Um, Steve Wilkes' career, uh, and w w this isn't just gonna be, this isn't just gonna be. Uh, here, let's see. Let's let's zoom in on this right here. So, as a coach, all right, you see defensive coordinator for Johnson C. Smith, uh, and then defensive coordinator for Savannah State for two seasons. Uh, Elevated to head coach in 99. Then he went to Illinois, was a DB's coach. Appalachian State, DB's coach. Um, defensive coordinator for East Tennessee State. 
Uh, and then Bowling Green back to DB's coach. This You guys are going to notice a trend. Again, this is a specialty. This guy brings secondaries together. All right. Uh, Notre Dame, 2004, DB's coach. Washington. doesn't say which Washington, but I'm assuming that this is the Washington football team. I'm assuming that's what that is. Secondaries coach. Uh, and then the Bears. Whoops, sorry. Chicago Bears, uh, DB's coach for three seasons, 2006 to 2008 seasons. Chargers, DB's coach, 2009, 2011. And the Panthers from 2012 to 2014, it says they're DB's coach. 2015 and 16 seasons, he was an assistant head coach and DB's coach. And then in 2017, he was a promote, uh, promoted to defensive coordinator and assistant head coach. Then he finally gets a head coaching job. He was one and done in Carolina. Then he went back to being a defensive coordinator in 2019. I mean, I'm sorry, in Arizona. Sorry, I said Carolina. Uh, 2018, he was a head coach for the Cardinals. One and done there. Uh, then he goes to Cleveland in 2019 as a de defensive coordinator. Uh, then down back to college to as a coordinator in 2021. And then 2022, last year, defensive passing game coordinator and secondary coach. Uh, and then after they, that was the first five weeks, after they moved on from Matt Rule, he became an interim head coach. And then now... He is listed as the 49ers 2023 defensive coordinator. All right. It's NFL head coaching record is nine and 19. All right. Now, true or false, Tony, we see defensive coordinator here for one season with Cleveland. And then we saw defensive coordinator and assistant head coach for the Panthers. His only two seasons as an actual defensive coordinator. True or false? We thought he had more experience as a defensive coordinator in the NFL. Uh, I thought he did as a coordinator. Um, and, and that's like part of the concerns. That's part of the con of this, um, the experience. And I don't know produ productivity with Cleveland. I don't know off the top of my head. And then he went from Cleveland. To, then he sat out a year and then went to Missouri and then came back into the league. So that's the part I'm kind of like a little bit leery about. And like you want a defensive back coach? By all means, Steve Wilkes is more than qualified, right? I think we could agree on that. And I think that's why Kyle was so imperative to keep Koserik around as far as controlling the front and letting him work on the back end of the defense. But and that's in 2000, fine. In 2019, uh, they allowed the 20th most points um, in the NFL. Uh, so about middle of the pack, a little lower than the middle, right? Uh, 20th. And then for uh, the 2017 Panthers, uh, their defense uh, was 11th. All right. They were 11 and 5 that year. They were 11th uh, with points allowed in the NFL there. So, uh, you know, his two years as defensive coordinators, middle of the pack, almost top 10 the one year with the Panthers. Uh, I do think that the Panthers probably maybe had a better roster on the defensive side of the ball there. Uh, and that's another thing that we have to keep in mind also. Uh, look at the team that they're inheriting. Look at the keystone, uh, the, the cornerstones of these defenses that they have there. The Niners are – a player or two away from being in a rebuild on the defensive side of the ball. If we're going to be completely honest here, that defensive line is losing a lot of people. 
Um, we're losing one of our uh, top three linebackers. Uh, we are losing our number one safety. And, well, my opinion, our, our, our top safety. Um, and, and uh, oh, God, I was going to say Nico Suave. That's his, that's his uh, IG handle. What's Jimmy Ward? Jimmy we're losing Jimmy Ward. Um, what, what, what are you expecting here? Um, well, if he's a, he, if he's a special, specialist in a defensive back, I expect, um, you know, improvement on the back end of the defense. And like, I, I'm kind of glad Cali put Cali Young's comment up, uh, 936. You know, you're my guy, Cali, but I just, I just want to, I just want to say something right now. And we spoke about this when we hired D'Amico to become the defensive coordinator. Yes, D'Amico did not have experience as a DC, but D'Amico Ryan's as a player was an on the field DC. He was a coach on the field. For, as a rookie out of Alabama, drafted in the second round, he wore the green dot. He was responsible for all the calls and the adjustments on the defense on that defensive side of the ball with the Houston Texans. And you saw his career progress, and he became a highly sought after linebacker. Got traded to Philly. His career just kept going, ascending. And, and, like, you know, he was a very, very, very good defensive coordinator, a uh, football player. And with the experience that he learned as a player and having the control on the field, it transitioned to a defensive coordinator spot. So that's why. And, and Sal is the opposite. Sal never played, but Sal was a student of the game. Um, so with D'Amico – Yes, Wilkes has more experience than D'Amico coming in as a coach. But if you're asking me my honest opinion about Wilkes, he is 100% a leader of men. 100%. He's a leader of men. He's a very respected guy. And I, I just feel from that aspect, he's going to command everything from this defense, and they will respond. You have a lot of big names in that locker room. And this is the type of guy you want to put in there. You don't want a young, immature guy yelling and screaming, hooting and hollering, getting in their faces and stuff like that. You want a veteran, experienced coach that's been around the league for a long time. And don't forget, when D'Amico took the reins, they were still a somewhat of a young team. Um, so that's just the way I feel about it. It's not a knock against you. I'm not you know, arguing with you. I totally understand where you're coming from, but – to play the game and have that much control and authority as that type of player, that clearly – and he took it as a student of the game and transitioned into a coach, and that's why I think he's the coach who he is today. From the way he was taught from Alabama to the way he was coached in the pros and then how he turned around and took what he no learned and put his twist on it to teach the 49ers guys as well. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> my dog is over here snoring, so if you guys hear that in the background – I'm not gassy. It's the dog, all right. It's the it's the puppy snoring. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I I like that we hired an older guy this time, right? And he's gonna have a lot of pressure on him, Tony. You tell me, true or false? Robert Sala, top ten defense. D'Amico Ryan's two years in a row, top ten defense. Now, the truth of the matter is, Robert Sala's staff broken down to D'Amico Ryan staff, it's probably a difference of about three or four players on that defense. Tops. You got uh, Hufunga, who became more integral uh, part of this defense with 
uh, with D'Amico Ryans. He wasn't quite that guy with Robert Sala, right? Um, you have uh, Odin come in and fill in, right? That's two. Um, and then you had the shuffling of the corners. Now, a lot of those corners were already here. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of those corners were here, but we still had to cycle through them. Robert Sala had one year where it was Richard Sherman and then Akello, and then down by Akello, and the next was uh, Mosley, you know, and then Sherman went down, and then they mixed in. Um, oh, God. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. But, oh, Lenore. Lenore came in in his rookie season, and then you go on you go on to D'Amico, and then D'Amico starts the season with Ward and Mooney. I mean with Ward and Mooney. With Mooney and with Mosley, and then Mosley goes down, and then they, they start shuffling these guys in and out of the secondary, but the core of those guys were still there. Um, he's going to have many of those guys here, minus Emmanuel Mosley, maybe. We'll see what what's in, what's in the cards there. I'm just worried about if he can keep up with that top 10 defense that the Niners are known for having for these last three, four seasons now. Yeah, he's got some big shoes to fill. He definitely does. Definitely has some big shoes to fill. Yeah. yeah. Now do the 49ers call back Josh Norman? I'm joking. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But that's something I think we should talk about eventually in this show before we um, finish up tonight is some of the free agents that potentially could come to San Francisco because of Wilkes. All right. I mean, yeah, we, we will definitely touch on that as well. Uh, there, there's no problem with us touching on that. Um, and we can what, – what time do you want to call uh, our Panthers – fan you guys know who it's going to be it's going to be my cousin uh you want to call him do you want to watch the video first you want to watch the video with him on here actually nah just call do do one because it'll be too much if he wants to say something while the video is playing it's up to you whatever you want to do all right so let me uh let me send him the link all right there we go boom and all right, so when, when I see him pop up there, we'll definitely uh, bring him in here, okay? Now, you said some players that he might attract in free agency. Was, was there anyone in mind that you had? There's two guys that I caught that caught my eye when I just looked at the, the list while I was driving today. Uh, Matt Idonis and... Uh, Shit, Corey Littleton. Littleton was with the Rams. He was one of those uh, taller, lighter weight, linear type uh, linebackers, run and chase linebackers. Um, and Matt Idonis is uh, a defensive tackle. I think he was like 6'4", 300, 6'4", 295. He kind of, and when I say this, he kind of reminds me, he kind of reminds me of like a Justin Smith type player uh big stocky guy plays through the whistle strong uh clearly not as good as justin smith by all means but he reminds me of like that blue collar bring your lunch lunch pail type guy he's gonna fight you down in then out he, he can play to run offers little as a pass rusher uh i actually think he got a sack versus the niners if, if i remember correctly off the top of my head um those are two lower and um maybe mid-tier free agents that could be possibly brought in uh, we talked about losing his ear, prob- uh, possibly to the Texans. 
Well, just like Azir's leaving the 49ers and following D'Amico to the Texans, um, those two guys could potentially come to San Francisco following Wilkes. So those are just two guys. Um, just throwing those two names out there because clearly this team's going to be very active, this, this free agency. I don't know how because they only have under $10 million in cap space with the adjustment, with the expansion in the cap. So, I mean, clearly they're going to make their room. They're going to rework McCaffrey's deal and all that stuff. Um, but with that being said, they're going to have to plug in some guys on that defensive line. Only currently, I think, four under contract right now. Armstead, uh, Bosa, uh, Drake, Drake Jackson, and shit. Who was the last guy? Oh, man, I forgot his name. Bosa, Armstead, Jackson, and is is Ominahue? I'm not no. Ebukam. No, he's got one of those weird years, right? It's like written in the contract. We can let him go if we want. We can bring him back. We have his rights, type of thing, right? No, he's a legit free agent, Ominahue. Oh, the Panthers he's legit. Sacks last year. Hold on, let me just see. With that, with the amount of blitzes that they had in that graphic, I would have thought they had more than thirty-five sacks. I'm sorry, we have five. Uh, Callie Davis and uh, Javon Kinlaw. So we have our starting four. four. Kalia Davis. Okay. Kalia Davis, and that and uh, that's it. Jordan Willis is still a free agent. I see him coming back. Head. I'll get NY to the bay. Trade for Burns and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> um, you guys said it. So let's let's bring in our Panthers correspondent here. I'm sorry that uh I I ruined your night. I know you wanted to be outside by the fire, uh, but we're talking about uh Wilkes, your your former interim head coach, man. Um, I want to ask you a question. I, I'm going to get right to it. I like looking to see what players coaches are going to try to bring with them. All right. Now there's this guy from Jersey that the Panthers had. He's a safety. Y'all know uh, I go no. crazy for my safeties. All right. His name is Sean Chandler. One, was he any good? And two, should the Niners look at bringing him? Now you don't have to answer that last part. Just tell us if he, if he was any good. That that's that was your cue to start speaking there, Duck. Can you hear us at all, Duck? Hello. All right, we're having some technical difficulties. I know the name. He doesn't move the needle. It, you don't. Yes, I I you know what? Oh, he's 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 super delayed. I'm all right. Hello. Speak. I'm speaking. Can you hear me? Phone. Hold up. Let me switch to Wi-Fi. Okay. Okay. There we go. So once he connects that Wi-Fi, we'll get we'll get the kinks worked out. He was using standard signal over there. All right. See all that all that radioactivity is interfering with the uh, with the signal, the cell signal there. All right. Let's try this again. Can you hear us now? There we go. Can y'all hear me? Yes. All right. All right. We got you now. Okay. okay. Sean Chandler, Jersey's own. Come on now. Tell me he's good, bro. I know the name. He's a depth guy. He does move the needle. Doesn't move the needle. I mean, I'm all right. So I'm looking at your list of free agents, right? TJ Carey is older than me. Not interested. He's not really older than me, but just saying not interested. Uh, Justin Burris. What about him? He's a safety. 
He's a safety. Uh, he came over from the Browns. He's been with us the last two seasons. He's he yeah. Uh, he primarily started in twenty twenty one, and then we signed uh, Xavier. We we signed another safety, and uh, he took over the starting spot. Burris got backed up. He he became the backup when he came back. He re-upped. Um, I di- I didn't know it was a one year deal. I thought it was a two year deal, but whatever. He's okay. He's okay as a spot starter. Okay. So all right. And now you, there's two more safeties that you guys have that are restricted free agents. Just want to get your thoughts on them really quick. Miles Hartsfield and Sam Franklin. Uh, Sam Franklin has fla- they've both flashed. They've both flashed some potential. Um, but it's it's nothing like neither of them are going to be like standout long-term starters for you. Uh, I know some Panthers fans are hoping we bring back Franklin. Uh, I'm not in that number, but you couldn't, the depth couldn't hurt. Okay. All right. So your thoughts on Wilkes as uh, a Panthers fan, man, you guys, uh, you guys had him there for a while. He's he's been back with the team more than once. Uh, it's you guys have new ownership, right? So yeah. So Tep bought the Tepper bought the team. I don't remember what year it was. Eighteen, maybe twenty eighteen, something like that. Right. Um. So Wilkes. So I, what I'm gonna say? Same thing I told you earlier when we talked about it, Mike. Wilkes has two years as D coordinator experience in the league. One year with us in 2017 and one year with the Browns in 2019. And then he's got another year at D.C. with Missouri. And other than that, he's primarily been a secondary coach. Secondary pass game coordinator was his title with us this last year before he got bumped up to interim. Uh, Great dude. Love him. Like, love the person. He's a great secondary coach. You can't go wrong with him there. Uh, The D coordinator thing is just not a lot of experience. That's really what it comes down to with him. It's not a lot of experience. I, But I think all the landing spots, y'all were the best one. Y'all got mad talent top to bottom on that defense. If there's anywhere to go and thrive, it's there. So. Well, we were, we were talking before you jumped on about the shoes that he has to fill. Robert Sala had two top ten defenses, and so did D'Amico Ryans. Uh, one of them, two of them, were top three. Uh, so you expect him to be able to carry that torch and and really bring it. Is he that good of a motivator? What what what'd you what do you see from him on the sidelines and all? I I don't know. Uh, I don't know. He is a motivator. He's de- like that's that's his stitch. Like that's what he does. Um, I, in my opinion, that sample size with Sam Darnold is the best you ever got. Granted, that's a quarterback, but I don't think Sam Darnold has ever looked better than when Steve Wilkes was in his ear and uh, he was playing for Wilkes. But at the same time, I felt like our defense fell off a little bit uh, with him versus what we had with McDermott the year uh, in years prior. So that that's just him as a coordinator. Like I said, he went from coordinator to interim. He was the most qualified on the staff for it. Um uh, I think I think it's hard to go in there with how much talent y'all have and not succeed. Specifically on y'all's D line. And I think the way I you know me, Mike, like it's it starts in the trenches. 
is from the front back. So I think it's hard to go in there with the D-line y'all have and not succeed. And especially the work that he does with defensive backs, like y'all, that defense should thrive with him. We only have what – Tony, what do you think? I think we have two certified starters on the defensive line. That's it. Everybody else is rotational, situational. Uh, Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead. And that's why I think they're going to go big on the – I think this, the draft and the free agency is going to be defensive line, in my opinion. Who else uh, – who was y'all's four starters this year? Uh. Ebukam, Kinlaw, Armstead, Bosa. Ebukam is a free agent. Kinlaw is injured knees all the time. Not responding. And uh, Armstead and Bosa are coming back. Kinlaw was the same year that we drafted uh, Derek Brown, right? It was those two that they were saying yes. is the top. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How's Derek Brown working out for y'all? He just this year blossomed, came in his own. Before that point, I literally was thinking y'all got the better D-tackle. Before this year, I, I thought that y'all got the better D-tackle between the two of them. And this is this is that right there just made your appearance worth it because Niner fans will tell you Ken Law is a bust. Let him go. They've been saying it since we drafted him. Bad knees. Why you get a guy with bad knees? He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything at all. And what I always try to tell Niner fans is that we watch so closely that we don't see what's going on around the rest of the league. You know, we only see the superstars that were drafted around or near in that same position. And then we say, we didn't get that guy. That guy is better than this guy. So our guy is trash. That is like how they tend to do it all the time. And you're saying that you, up until recently, <laughs> felt that we got the better guy. Absolutely. And that is, so this is the first I'm hearing about the knee issues. And you and I talk Niners and Panthers all the time. So I, I don't recall this. Maybe I'm mistaken. I don't recall that coming up, but I know what I have seen of him versus what I've seen of Derek Brown before this past season. And I definitely thought y'all got the better of that. Yeah. So. yeah he, he's had chronic knee issues and, and arthritis and all kinds of stupid stuff going on with his legs uh, since he was drafted. So, And I also think the weight loss took his power away too. Yeah. So he yeah. lost some weight since he got to the league. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I, right. I assume that was to make it easier on his knees, though. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, now, Wilkes overall, did you see improvement in the secondary at all while he was there? Because that's what my biggest concern is. I understand he's a defensive coordinator, but the Niners had him meet with Chris Kosarek, which tells me, and Tony, you can correct me if I'm wrong, he's not going to have too much – I'm not going to say influence on the D-line when it's time for certain blitzes and all that. I think he's going to do some gap assignment, but I think he's going to let Chris Kosarek do his thing with the defensive line. I don't think he's going to come in here and just change things all up like that, okay? Um, I want to know if you if you saw improvement in your secondary. Don't talk to me about free agents and things like that. Talk to me about guys that were already there and then how they looked after working with him for another season. Thank you. So... The only two guys you can really talk about. I So, my, again, talked about this earlier. Dante Jackson has been up and down. I thought he was better um, before he got injured. I, he was still inconsistent, but he was better. 
he, he had more consistency within his inconsistency, if that makes sense. Um, and then JC Horn, in my opinion, he played like the best DB. He played like the best corner in football. Didn't allow a touchdown. Um, I don't know all the stats. He didn't allow too many catches uh, when he was targeted. Quarterbacks tend to shy away from him. I don't know how much of that is Wilkes versus the talent and just what he brings to the table because his first year before Wilkes came back, uh, he only played three games. I think he got injured in his third game, and he was doing the same thing. Absolute shutdown stud right from day one. Um, But I I can't help but think that Wilkes had something to do with that because it's one thing to sustain it over three games. It's a whole other thing to sustain it until you get hurt with two games left in the season. So, I I I have always felt like Wilk has made a difference. And you go all the way back to all those years uh, when McDermott was a D coordinator and he was focused strictly on the secondary. Uh, got a lot out of Kirk Coleman. Got a lot out of uh, Josh Norman. He, he is the reason Josh Norman went on to have the career that he had. Like, that's Wilkes. Josh Norman took a long time coming along before he became the DB that everybody knew him to be. They got that big $15 million a year. And uh, what was it, D.C.? Yeah. All right, Tony, you have any questions for our guests before we let him go? So my question is, it seems like he, the role of the passing game coordinator on the defensive side of the ball is a better fit for him. Is is that accurate? I, so I can't. I can't say that DC is a bad fit. It's just not a large sample size. Yeah, he he's great at where he has cut his teeth in this league. Yeah, secondary coach, pass game coordinator, he is incredible at that. But to to automatically say that because he's good at this, he won't be good at DC. That's not necessarily true. I felt like there was a drop-off McDermott to him from 16, 15. I think, yeah, McDermott was the coach from 11 all the way through 16. He was our DC. Wilkes took over in 17. There was a drop-off, a little bit of a drop-off. I think we. I think 17 was the last year we made the playoffs, so it wasn't bad. But uh, it's just not a large sample size. When did, Keekly, when did Keekly fall off? When did he leave? Keekly retired right before uh, – well, it was right after Rule was named the head coach. He retired at the beginning of 2020, so before the 2020 season. Okay. All right. And then the last question that I have for you is about your secondary style of play. Uh, the Niners <clears throat> mix this thing in where we do like boundary side. One receiver – I mean, one corner stays on one side. The other corner stays on the other depending on the boundary uh, and field position. They don't necessarily shadow. What was the Panthers thing? Did they take their number one guy and put him on the number one wide receiver, or do they leave guys on their side of the field and that's that's where you are? No, that's what I've always wanted to see, especially now that we've got a horn. Back in the day when we had Chris Gamble, that's what I wanted to see. When we had Josh Norman for that for 2015, I wanted him to shadow the number one. I want to see – uh, Horn shadow the number one now, and I'm hope Ever brings that or Evero brings that to us. Um, but no, we stay to one side of the field for the most part. You might see a guy, and this is historical with the Panthers. You might see a guy follow 
depending on the situation. But for the most part, it's you stick to your side of the field. You said depending on the situation. Big game is getting close. Is that when you start seeing some shadowing? Like, all right, we we got a chance to win this one. We're going to try to lock down the number one guy. Or or is it like a game situation, like the opponent? It's Devontae Adams. We got to put horn on Devontae Adams. Is it one of those type of situations? Or is it more of a situation inside the game? I've always felt like it's more inside the game, but we have seen some where it was, you know, put him on that guy. That um, that Giants game back in 2015, because, Mike, you always play me and say that we had a soft schedule, that 15-1 and one season in 2015. Uh, but when it came to it, Norman was on uh, Odell Beckham. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when it was games on the line, we put Norman on Odell Beckham Jr., Okay. Like that's that's what the Panthers like. It big situation, games on the line, and that's we'll the Wilkes influence directly right there. So yes, yes. Okay. okay. All right. I guess my biggest question is: once this was announced, the Tom Palacero's, the Schefter's, the Ian Rappaport said this was a home run hire for the 49ers. I I don't. I, I, I'm not sure it's a home run for the 49ers. It's like it's a little nerve wracking to be honest because of the experience end of it. But I mean, listen, the talent well, is there. I don't. Know. I I think it again. I think it's hard for I think it's hard for any D coordinator with experience in this league to go in with the talent y'all have and not not a knock it out of the park that said so they're saying home run uh mike should i get into what i was telling you earlier today or no you can say whatever you want to say go ahead okay so i mentioned this to mike earlier today he called me we talked um i felt like i i feel like right so everybody's saying it's this big travesty that Wilkes didn't get this the head coaching job with the Panthers. Personally, wanted the best guy for the job. I wanted an offensive mind, wanted the best guy for the job. Uh, I wanted Shane Steichen specifically. Wasn't mad at Reich. I wanted Shane Steichen or Ben Johnson, and Reich was probably number three on my list out of everybody we interviewed. Um, that aside, I, I look at what Wilkes did with 12 games, six and six, missed the playoffs. Uh, we should have won our division. There were a couple games. It wasn't even like you can point to that second Tampa Bay game in week 17 and say, oh, that's what did it. There were other games we should have won before that. Um, you go back a year prior, the 2021 year, same number of games, interim head coach, uh, Rich Basaccia, I might be pronouncing it wrong, but with the Raiders, 12 games, he went 7-5, and five, made the playoffs, much tougher division, it's a tougher conference in the AFC. I think everybody would agree with that. Nobody said it was a travesty that he didn't get that job. I truly feel like, and it's coming from a black man, it's just posturing from all of the media. So, oh, it's a shame this black guy didn't get this job. The league really has a problem. This, that, and the third. And so now it's it's a home run because everybody has been touting this, how he should have gotten the job. And I'm not saying he shouldn't have. I, I think every Panthers fan would have been, I would have been happy with Steve Wilkes. But was he the best guy for the job? I, I think Wilkes gets us to the playoffs. 
I'm not sure as a head coach that he wins us a Super Bowl. As somebody who's never had a Super Bowl, which is literally the exact opposite of y'all. Y'all are – how many rings do the, do the Niners have? Y'all are up Five. there. Five. So Five. That's, They've got a lot of dust on them, though. Either way, that's tied for second most, right? No, no. Third most? No. Yes. So you okay. have you have the okay. Patriots with the most. That's uh oh no, the Steelers still have six. The Patriots have six, and then we're with the uh we're with the Cowboys with five. Okay. So we're in sec we're tied for second. Yeah, so that's what I said. And they're well, tied for two, first. There's, there's two at six, and there's two at five. So that's why I said that. I get, I get, I get, I get how you're thinking. Either way, it's a lot more than the zero that the Panthers have. And I, I was never convinced that Wilkes was the dude that could get us to a that could win us a Super Bowl, if that makes sense. So for me to go all the way back, home run hit. Coordinator, maybe it's a maybe. I'm not. I'm not prepared to say yes or no one way or the other. Uh, I think him as a motivator, he'll get the most out of those players, which should yeah. make it a home run, without a doubt. The that, motivational that. end and the leader end is it's. There's no better hire. But if you want to sit down and talk X's but and O's, I said talk to X's and O's. X's and O's. Talk play calling, situational play calling specifically. It's a huge question mark. Yeah. And that's the part of it that I think a lot of people aren't giving a lot of credence to. That he yeah. just doesn't have a lot of experience as a DC. As a play caller, yep. Mm-hmm. And then I'll also tell you this. I told Mike uh, he's probably going to bring Al Holcomb with him in some capacity. Mike said, y'all already have a linebackers coach. I wouldn't be surprised if Wilkes finds somewhere else for Holcomb on that staff in some other capacity. Because that is his guy. And I also think that's part of why he didn't get the job. I think he went into that interview and said, I'm keeping Holcomb as my DC. And it, it was underwhelming, to say the least. So. How, how have you felt about your linebacker production under Holcomb? Uh, he's good. We've had him here before. I, I think I think Keekly would have been Keekly, but it. I also think he helped with that somewhat because we had Keekley, we had Davis. Um, who else do we have under him? I, I'm drawing a blank, but we always had three good linebackers. I don't remember when James Anderson left. Um, that said, there was a dude we drafted this year out of Penn State, Brandon Smith. A lot of talent. Didn't get much out of him. Um, he started to come up. Uh, after Wilkes was appointed the the interim, I, I don't know how much of it was Rule holding him back, not letting him play. Rule did, tended to do that. Like uh, you guys, like uh, T, TMJ, Terrace Marshall Jr. I know Tony, you liked him specifically coming out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Marshall has not gotten enough playing time since we drafted him, and that's all Rule. He's just been in Rule's doghouse. We don't know why it happened preseason his rookie year. We don't know why. There's a real possibility that Brandon Smith fell into the same thing. Uh, Wilkes took over, playing time went up, and then he got hurt. Started to flash. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But he was he was our linebackers coach for a long time, and it's easy to point to Keekley and Davis and say, "Hey, like we were doing our thing." And then Shaq Thompson has managed to get second contract. 
I expect he'll get a third contract this year. Um, but we'll see. All right. And then my my last question for you, and I'll give you I'll give Tony the floor if he has anything else for you. <clears throat> Not about defense at all. Uh the Niners are going to be looking for a veteran quarterback to bring in. Should they kick the tires on a guy like Sam Darnold? Yo, Shanahan and Sam Darnold there would be a yes. Be- because I look I so personally, you you know I'm not a big fan of Sam. But I look at Sam. Panthers fans will tell you bearded Sam is a different Sam. <laughs> but whatever, whatever, whatever Wilkes was saying to him, and I, I imagine whatever Shanahan can get out of him would be, yeah. For what Wilkes managed to get out of Sam, I imagine uh, Shanahan would have him on another level. So. It and again, not, it not, wouldn't not, be not the it wouldn't in. be the worst idea. He wouldn't be coming in to compete with the starter or even at the top backup. I think mm-hmm. he would take on this Josh Johnson role that we recently saw here in San Francisco. It's gonna be Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, and then the third guy who I'm wondering if it'll be a guy like a Sam Darnold. And the Niners might actually end up drafting another quarterback this offseason as well. So we'll we'll talk about that later on. We don't uh Tony, did you have anything else for Duck before we let him go? Yeah, just real quick, Doug. Two players I just want to know your opinion on. Uh, Matt Idonis and Littleton. Uh, Idonis, that's, that's an interesting one, man. He's also from Jersey, by the way. He's from Marlton, New Jersey, so I, I like that one. Good. Who? Uh, Idonis? Yep, he's from Jersey. So I don't, it's Ionitis, isn't it? Is it Ionitis or Idonis? So we've only had him for the last year. He came over from Washington. Ionitis, mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Uh, I like him. I actually hope we re-sign him, but I don't think it's the end of the world if we don't. But uh, Derek Brown needs a – I want to say Derek Brown needs a running mate, but they're saying we might switch to a 3-4 and he would switch to end if we do that. Um, but I, I like I like Ionitis. He, he was injured to start the year. When he came back, he's a he's a steady presence, getting pressure um, from the interior of the line. Uh, the other one was Littleton, inconsistent. I liked him back in his Rams days, when when he first became a free agent with the Rams. I really wanted the Panthers to sign him, and he went to Oakland, had two down years, and then came to us, and it was another down year in my opinion. Um, I think whatever whatever the Rams were scheming up back then, maybe it's playing behind Aaron Donald and the rest of that front because that that frees up things if you have a good D line in front of you, and that's that's one issue with the Panthers is for the most part it's Derek Brown, Ionitis, like I said, he's steady, but he he's not a world beater, and then Burns, so he didn't have that same front in front of him as he had with the Rams, so yeah. Uh, it's hard to say. Cool. cool. All right, man. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't know if you're going back out to the fire or not, but whatever you're doing, enjoy. Nah, it started to rain. That's what I was going to tell you. It started to rain. I came in before you called because uh, the rain started coming. I was like, dang, it's going to put my fire out. It burns out there too. So yeah, stay, get out of that. Get out of that. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Have a good evening. Thanks for jumping in here, man. We really appreciate it. Yep. Y'all have a good one. Uh, Real quick, y'all as Niners fans, 
I will fulfill my bet. Mike, yes. we've been talking. I will do it. We haven't figured out a time yet. I'm grateful to y'all for getting uh, rule fired. It'll happen. <laughs> by the way, our bet was that the Niners would win by two scores in that game. Uh, and he's got to wear a Niners jersey and appear on the show. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're, we're going to do that. We're, we're definitely going to get that get that worked out. I'll make that. We'll make that happen. So, all right, man. All right. Thanks for joining up. Peace have out. Y'all have a good one. Later, All Duck. Right. Yep. All right. That's my guy, Duck. There. Thanks for jumping in here. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're going to we're going to uh, transition. We have a three minute video we want to show you guys. Tony, you got time, and then we'll wrap it up after this three minute video. We'll respond sure. to what we see in the video, uh, and then we'll we'll go ahead and, and wrap this thing up. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and get this video up and running here. Uh, just some more uh, insight to the man, to the coach, to the uh, the motivator of men. That's what we've heard a lot about, right? So we're gonna uh, we're gonna pull this up here now. I believe, I believe where is it? Oh, did I close the window? Oh no, here it is. Here, okay, I got it here. Boom, boom, boom. Right there. There you go. Making plays on the ball, baby. Making plays on the ball. When the ball's in the air, it's ours. Let's go, baby. Good job. Boom. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. He's got no wheels, Zach. Y'all got to challenge these guys on the outside. Don't be afraid. The only thing they're doing is quick game. All right? Flat foot read and go make a play. Great communication of what we're playing. With every action, there's a what? Reaction. Reaction. We got to anticipate their reaction. Great eye discipline now. Guys. We got to make sure that we're wrapping up and we're finishing right here. We think the ball carries down and it's not. Okay? Finish. Starting one here, but third and two or less now. All right, toss. Okay? Quarterback underneath center. They love to run the ball. Off the bunch, look. You trying to get down yeah, there? Try to get down there. Yeah, recognize the two-back set a little quick. We'll talk about it on the sideline, exactly what we got to do from a standpoint of fundamentals and technique. Got to line up, read our keys. Got to tackle our ass off. Use your hands and get off blocks. Robert! Robert! Slow it down. Teddy, slow it down now, okay? Good job right here setting the edge. Good job chasing the hip, Kurt. Set. Hit. There you go. Nice, nice. Nice work. Break it down, man. Good job, good job, good job. Last one here. Then water down. 316. Set. Hit. Chase it, chase it, chase it. Under control. There you go. Guys, key thing there. Make sure we're still running our feet on contact. Water down, water down. Hey, James, James, you got to be a little stronger now, all right, at the top end. He's leaning on you. You got to feel that pressure. You got to lean back. Don't allow him to push off. Swat that hand down. I'm off the ball right now, so try to crowd as much as you can of a line of scrimmage, okay? Hands ready. As soon as I flinch, I want to see you moving your feet. Right there. There you go. There you go. Ready to shoot your hands now. Boom, right there. Nice. One more time. Let's go. Come on, real quick. Let's go. Come on. Hurry up, Robert. Last one. Let's go. Robert. Hands, hands. Set, hit. There you go. See the difference? All right? That's what God gave you. You got to use them, man. Let's go. Playmakers on two. One, two. Playmakers. James, I'm not saying that you can't catch. I'm not saying that. Well, what we're saying is we're trying to perfect our craft. That's why we work on each and every day. That's all.
there's an option that he's trying to run the combat, guess what? He had no room. But you allowed him to stay here to give him that little bit of space right there, better catch the ball on the sideline. Once you got in phase right here, keep using that 12th man. So therefore, if he does run a nine route, you got to pin to the sideline. If he tries to run a comeback, he has no room. No room. No room. All right, Tony. Your thoughts on what we just saw, man, and we'll wrap this thing up. Um, clearly a great defensive back coach, clearly a very respected guy to the players. They jump, they hustle. Um clearly at a rift with Bradbury. Um Bradbury left Carolina, went to the Giants, had an okay season, got cut, went to Philly, playing well. Um is that due to the defensive line being so good? Could it Seven. be scheme fit? I don't know. But listen, my concern is the X and O's and adjustments. That's what I want. I, I need to see from Wilkes. I mean, Wilkes is the guy. He, he like listen. He's he's a great defensive back coach. And if they hire him as a passing coordinator for the secondary, I, I think that's a great hire. But he's the play caller on the defense and with two years experience as a coordinator in the NFL with lower end um, um, rankings in his defense respectively could, could have been a lack of talent. He's got a better team here. Yeah. But from a leader aspect, it's a great hire. Um, I just want to see how they're going to work it. I want to see how, well, can't see it. We'll never see it. We'll never know it. But I guess on game day, is one going to be calling the front? The other one's going to be calling the back end? Is is it going to be that? Is it going to be a combo effort? I don't know. But um, this defense is talented. And I hope he can keep it where it's going in that trajectory. Top 10 defense. He's got big shoes to fill. Hopefully he can do it. It's not that I don't like the guy. I like him as the leader. I just, you know, I, I got to see it. I got to see it on the field. But I stand with the hire because it, it's it's the hire that Kyle wanted. It's the smooth transition without the hiccup. I'm just going to say this, though. That's if really there was one. a year to switch, it's this year because they have a lot of openings on that defensive line. They easily could have transitioned to a 34 front. But Koserik wasn't a part of that. That's why Steve Wilkes is here. Koserik and Wilkes could work together where Fangio and Koserik probably could not. So we have to believe in Kyle and hope this works out. And, you know, I'm rooting for the guy. I do feel slightly positive about it, but I'm just a little worried. That's all. I will say this. I will say this. You know, you talked about Bradbury and and his transition from uh, the Panthers to the Giants and to the Eagles. Uh, We talked about it because of the defensive line, possibly, right? Uh, The other thing is this, right? It's one thing to play the pass when you're not sure if it's a pass or run. You're kind of reading and reacting as opposed to when you're on a high scoring team and you know it's time for them to pass. Plus, your defensive line is going to get after it. So those are all things that are going to factor into it. And I'll be completely honest with you, man, uh, with what we saw down the stretch, when Kyle has his guy, when Kyle has a guy that he trusts under center, this team can put up 30 plus points a week. If there's a time to make a change, in the defense, it's now. 
It's now when we know that this team is going to come out and they're going to average 28.9 points a game when the season's all said and done. You know, when we know that's what's going to happen, regardless of which one of the two quarterbacks is going to be there under center to start the season, we know we're going to put up some serious points. Um, and so that's going to make the secondary improve. It's going to make the defensive line improve, right? Uh, and so now it's a matter of just being sound. And you can you can see uh, him coaching up the importance of hands, right? One thing that I really liked was uh, when he lined up against the guy, uh, opposite of the guy, he says, hey, look at me, I'm off. I'm off. So as soon as my, as soon as you see me move, your feet need to start moving. And then he, the the next clip was him saying, "All right, I'm here. As soon as we go, get those hands working." Right? He talked about if you feel him leaning into you, don't let him generate the, the separation. Lean back on him. Lean back on him, and that way you feel when he's about to make his break. Don't wait for the break to happen. Then you try to follow it. Feel when it's happening, so you know exactly which way you're going. Uh, so he's going to get the secondary coached up for sure. Uh, I have no doubt about that. Uh, and I think like uh, what Duck was saying, like what you've been saying, the key pieces are here on the defense. Uh, we have some gaps to fill for sure. Uh, the offense is going to do their part. The defense is going to be allowed to go and play forward. And the one thing I liked about the graphic that we showed earlier, Tony, was the blitz percentage. I do. There were times in the games where I thought the Niners should blitz a little bit more, be a little bit more aggressive on the defensive side of the ball. Right. You know, it's a passing down. And we saw all this zone and, you know, soft coverage and things like that. I think that kind of changes. I think that kind of changes. You saw all those clips. You didn't see you didn't see his guys playing back with a lot of space. They were at the line of scrimmage. Uh, so those are some of the changes that I'm looking forward to seeing. We are going to run some zone. I think that's his I think that's his bread and butter. He's a zone guy, right? A lot of people are saying, oh, well, what about Ward? Ward's more of a press guy. But we ran a lot of zone with D'Amico Ryans as well. So uh, they, they're going to find a way to play. And I think it's going to be more good than bad. Will he live up to this top three defense that the Niners had? Maybe not. Maybe not, right? And, you know, that's that's okay if we can stay top 10. If we can stay top 10, top 11, and this offense is number one, number two, I'm okay with that. And that's what we're hoping for. We've been saying it for years here on the show. It's time for Kyle to lead with the offense, right? He's got his quarterbacks. There's an S now, right? We were worried about Kyle finding his quarterback for the last six seasons. In one season, he showed now he's got two of them that he trusts. Now he's got two guys that he really, really likes, okay? Uh, Kyle has his quarterbacks now. He's got all the pieces here. He's got the running back that he is built designed for a system like this right he's got the tight end that is built and designed for the system he's got two wide receivers built and designed for his system right kyle's gonna do his thing on the offense wilkes is gonna come in on the defense and he's not going to shake it up completely it's not going to be a, a complete overhaul this is what you guys do well this is what i can have that defense do uh the secondary do in that what you guys do well i think we're gonna be okay and that's one of the things, right? He's not this strong defensive-minded coordinator like a like a Fangio who's going to come in and say, I see your system, get rid of it, this is my system, and this is what we're going to do. There's certain defensive coordinators that are going to come in, and no matter what you are doing, here's my defensive scheme, right? Uh, 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 what's the guy's name that was for the, the head coach for the Lions? He just got hired as a defensive coordinator again. The guy that Harbaugh slapped in the back. Uh, Schwartz. Schwartz. Schwartz, right? He's going to come in with his defense. I don't care what you guys are doing before. Uh, Fangio, I don't care what you guys are doing before. There's certain defensive guys. Uh, McDermott, this is the new defense. I don't think Wilkes has that kind of 
pedigree yet, which is a good thing. Now he can coach and groom and learn our system and add some things to it that he saw that we might be able to improve on. And I think that's a positive. I really do think that's a major, major positive. So I'm happy about the signing, man. I do think that this is going to work out. I think we're going to shock some people with what's going to happen on the defensive side of the ball. I think we'll be better than some of uh, what the worries are that we expressed throughout the show. The worries are real. The worries are valid. Uh, let me be very clear what I'm saying, but I think that he'll get better with time uh, as the season goes on. And by the end of the season, when we're making that playoff run and all that stuff, I think this will be a well-tuned machine. He'll know the defense inside and out. He'll know his personnel and his players. And uh, I think we're going to be really, really good to go. So those are my final thoughts, Tony. The floor is yours uh, for your final thoughts, and then we'll get on out of here, man. Um, yeah, we just got to trust. We, we just got to trust Kyle in the process, right? He had in his season ender presser. He wanted to keep the same system there. Obviously, it's not going to be exactly the same because you're getting a new coordinator come in to do what he wants to do, add his his touches to it. Totally understandable. That's the way it is. The Miko made his changes with the transition from solid to him. That's the way they go. I take over a team. I'm going to do what I was taught. We're to keep it similar. But I'm going to do my twist to it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. They hired a, ver a very experienced coach, a very experienced defensive back coach. I just wish he had a little bit more experience as a play caller, as a defensive coordinator and scheming and, and X and O's. That's my just my one concern. But other than that, I like the hire. He's the he's probably the best defensive coordinator that is available right now. Um you know, there was a couple other guys out there. I mean, the one guy maybe I would have considered is Gus Bradley, but it doesn't seem like he's leaving the Colts anytime soon because he's going to be a part of a package with a head coach. So, I mean, that it is what it is. So we hired Wilkes. we got to roll with it. We have to have, believe Kyle, have faith in him. Him and Cosera could work together. You add Johnny Holland to that group, whoever they add, if they add Al Holcomb, it is what it is. They're going to build a great staff on the defensive side of the ball, and hopefully we – keep that top 10 defense up and we make our push next year. Um, like I said earlier, we're going to have to load up on the defensive line again. And I think the NFC championship game showed something. I think the Niners are going to go heavy. I think they're going to bring in people. I think they want that dominant defensive line. They want the other piece opposite of Bosa. So be on the lookout for a busy off season with the defensive line and a couple other areas, but we had a long way to go for that. And also, my last thing is this. Don't be surprised if our guy, Drake Jackson, has a transformative year. The leap between year one and year two. I know people usually say it's from year two to three. I think one to two is going to be very, very big for Drake Jackson. Mm -hmm. They talk about him hitting the wall and all that stuff. Uh, Drake Jackson has a physical ability. You know what they had over there in Brian Burns, right? Like this guy is very, very athletic. I think that he can replicate some of those things. And I think that uh, we'll, we'll start to see some of that. Hopefully he has some some influence on that when he goes into these meetings with Kosarek and all. Uh, so that's going to do it for us, guys. We want to thank you all for uh, for rocking with us as long as you have. Shout out to everybody who made it from start to finish. You guys are phenomenal. We truly, truly appreciate you guys. That's going to do it for us tonight. And uh, we'll be back later on this week to talk some more Niners, all right? Uh, that's it, man. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We're out of here, guys. One. 
We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Them nothing but nine. 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 Nine